highwayman at a briefing with the president of Chile, enduring complicated tete-a-tete with El Poeta, smiled at significant differences between their ideology with the actions and inactions that both sides share the burden of. John Doe has introduced Berserkir to life in Santiago, to the wonders of public transportation and the inventiveness of a besieged economy. Time has come for Berserkir's homewarming party. We are looking forward to see Ikoma Tomoya and Nate We start with the party, so gonna put you on the spot. But uh, Bren, it is Berserker's home after all. So, what is the party like? So, I kind of imagine them probably not quite to level of drunkenness yet, but just at the good time level. Probably lifting the couch with one hand with people on it. That's what they're doing right now. On cider? That's already a lot of ciders then, or there is something else that you were able to get. Well that's that's why I said they weren't they weren't they're they're not they're having at the fun level. They're not drunk yet. And I forget it's like there's this is weak cider, not the strong cider that I, I usually get. Yeah. And John Doe, uh, you said you were handling the music, so how's that going? So John Doe brought over his uh, impressive smuggled vinyl collection and let Joachim pick out whatever they wanted. John Doe's got his record player set up somewhere safe. John Doe understands how quickly a couple of drinks with people who have powers can get a little awry. So probably got like a, a couple of chairs in front of it. And I mean, as Joachim put it, there's probably Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... Um Highwayman, you are the last one to get to the party. It's already happening. So what are you bringing up as kind of uh, your contribution slash apology for tardiness? So almost certainly I am the very last one there. Absolutely. I want to be clear that that is 100% on purpose. As you might imagine from the everything about him, Johnny does not like large gatherings of people. He feels awkward and kind of uncomfortable in those for the most part. So this is like a housewarming thing for for Bezerkir, yes? Kind of? Yes. <laughs> I think then just because Johnny is actually not really a big drinker and he is not the type of person, unlike me, to think that alcohol makes a great gift because I, I do believe that alcohol makes a great gift. Johnny does not think that. So I'm pretty sure he brings like a potted plant. Honestly, no, you know what? It's a peace lily just because that... that is a good joke for me from that one movie. You know the one. I forget the name of it. So yeah, he's brought a peace lily for for Mr. Kira as a present for to just brighten things up a little bit. And uh, he arrives a little late, looking a little sheepish uh, that he is late, but more so like it, it could also just be like that he is uncomfortable. All of these folks around and is probably going to look for the opportunity to just Irish goodbye as absolutely soon as possible. The Subaran is there. She is wearing another fantastic wig. This one is blonde. And uh, she's once again wearing one of her tight clothing that put her muscles in evidence. 
and she just making casual talk with uh, uh, with Marisa Quinona, which is once again wearing her floral clothing and seems to be cradling some of the wine that she got for the party. And uh, they greet you as you arrive, but to go back to the conversation. And you can see Void Walker, that uh, she's still wearing her cap inside. She's wearing a t-shirt with the face of the actor Peter Falk. And uh, she's playing Cluedo with uh, Lance Flair. And uh, Lance Flair, he's still, uh, despite what he said, that he was going to take a nap, he's cleaning, wearing the same clothes that we got through the journey. He's still on the two-piece suit, uh, still has the, the same hat. And uh, they are basically talking between themselves. Who's playing Cluedo with them? John Doe, for sure. John's really good at Clue. I'll let you go ahead, but I, I'm just, I just want to picture like Lens Flair just staring at John Doe or side-eyeing him. Don't you say it. Don't you dare say it. That's what there's Lens Flair is going through right now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He is not playing with them, but already knows somehow who did it. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, who is trying to include Berserker? Because again, are they with the group that is talking over the wine? So with Kingon and Suverana, are they trying to teach them how to play Kuedo to make them feel included? And that's where they brought out the board game. What is Berserky playing the host and getting ready to welcome Highwaymen? They're probably playing the host, like the old kind of like going around greeting people, saying hello, and then greets Highwayman or Johnny. Yeah, you just, you are welcoming someone, one of the few people that you know in Chile. And you are welcoming them and what is now your home. So how do you welcome your guests? How you give that Nordic hospitality? Most likely with a big hug to Highwayman, uh, if they consent. I don't know if they do or, or he does. Oh, uh, no, he definitely he definitely does. It is despite the fact that Johnny is totally like is OK with hugs and consents to hugs. It's still the most awkward hug. Just because he's just like, I don't fucking know what to do with my body. Okay, yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah. And then hands you either a glass of wine or a cup of cider, whatever is like close, close at hand. I think Johnny would take some cider. No, you know what? Johnny would probably like wine. I feel like that's his that's like just like very low key. He's he's a wine guy, like probably really likes and appreciates nice wine. Yes. Um, and I think as he is uh, as he is hugging Bezerkir, he is also he's hugging him with the peace lily potted in one hand with like the peace lily behind Bezerkir's back. And then as soon as he pulls away, he's like, I brought you this uh, this plant. It's a peace lily. They're, uh, they're pretty nice. Uh, I just figured, you know, just a little little extra greenery in, in the house might be nice. Uh, you know, I, I hope you like it. Oh, thank you very much, my friend. Wine, wine for my friend. Oh, really? Uh, what, uh, what have y'all? Uh, what have y'all got? Any, any nice uh, Malbecs or anything? Wait, what type of wine did we get? I forget. Did we get wine? Or did uh, you did not get wine? It was Kenyana that got wine, and uh, 
she got some Porto and uh, some Madeira and also a few bottles of green wine. Oh, I think, I, yeah, Johnny would take the green one 100%. Yeah. Oh, well, th- uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, this is a. Uh, this is. Del- oh my God. The bouquet on that's amazing. Uh, yeah. No. Thank you. This is. Uh, this is great. Uh, yeah. No. I. I love the place. It's. Uh, how do. You, how do. You, how do you like it? You feeling. You feeling comfortable? I know this is a little sort of far away from your your sort of native environs. Well, it's no Yarrow's longhouse, but it 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 will do. I'm gonna be honest with you. I only sort of have a conceptual understanding of the of that term, but I mean, to, to that that you know that tracks. That makes sense. It, it, this is definitely probably a little uh, a little unusual, but uh, yeah, no. I hope you feel uh, comfortable. I think I I don't know if I mentioned it before, but you know, if you ever need any uh, help getting around the city, uh, you know, John's John's pretty well pretty well versed in it at this point. But like you know, just navigating sort of the 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 day to day of. Uh, of living in a society that is as uh, moderately bureaucratic as this one, you know, just give me a shout. I'm happy to help. I do live a little ways out of town, but uh, but uh, you know, I can be in town to help to help out pretty easily. Plus, you know, I, I teach at the university, so I'm not too far away when I'm there. Okay, he get and they give a big thumbs up. Great, I'm gonna go mingle and just awkwardly walks away. Yes, a highwayman. So, Tristure, Lance Flair, he is the closest you have to a fellow scientist on the team. Of course, disregarding uh, Professor Beer, because he himself sets himself apart. So, yeah, Lance Flair has a double PhD in ecology and philosophy, spends a lot of time on post-colonial Africa, on the emerging states, trying to advocate there for cyber socialism, is one of the head leaders on on ecology, namely how climate change is discussed. He's a strong advocate of the concept which he calls hyper-objects, which are basically things that cannot be conceptualized by human minds and how important things like cybernetics and system engineering can be extremely important to overcome these hurdles. So, yeah, he's the closest that there is to, let's say, a peer. Uh, so how do you feel about Lance Flair compared with the other members of the System 4? Honestly, probably... I Like, I don't know if we are, like good buddies or whatever but almost certainly there is a it's a pretty favorable like it's it's like that feeling of like going into work and you have that co-worker that even though you don't know them super well you like them pretty well and you enjoy being around them and enjoy working with them so like there is still kind of an inherent distance especially considering that you know a lot of the time around Santiago and everything you know Johnny kind of maintains a pretty hard line on the double life but I think he probably likes Lund's Fair pretty well and tries to spend time, you know, just chatting with him whenever possible. And I imagine in this particular environment, like Johnny knows that you know, it's a party. We shouldn't be talking about work. So he's trying if he if he goes up and says hello to Lund's Flair, he's trying to have like regular conversation. But it is his natural instinct to start veering towards like, oh, let's talk about, you know, just scientific projects. And what are you working on and that kind of thing? Yeah, and uh, you can see that Patrice is pretty exhausted and uh, you get the feeling of recognition that uh, he's here to be polite uh, to Berserkir more than anything else. 
and uh, that we he would rather be somewhere else or resting. And uh, as the three of you look around, so you know that uh, Kenyon just came for a mission to the United Kingdom. You know that Sobran and Void Walker just came from Brazil. You know that the Lenslayer came from doing some work with the government of the former territory of the Upper Volta. And, uh, well, you know that the three of you kind of got the exciting, the latest exciting thing, which was fighting an alien invasion. So, while everyone is being extremely polite, it's obvious that everyone is very curious. I will say, as a tactician, Johnny would absolutely have picked up on the fact that Lensflare is kind of tired and is scheming in his mind to try and find a reason to ask Lensflare. Like, basically, like Lensflare is going to be his out. He's gonna he's gonna pull the classic, just like, oh, are you uh, you walking out? Yeah, it's probably time for me to go too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and just like I'll walk out with you. I just like bye everybody, kind of thing. So he's he's latched onto that and he is just like excellent and an exit strategy great love that and you see john due to his natural intuition of people has sensed that it's working to figure out how to prevent it how dare you but as john looks down at his like little notes on who he thinks has done it in clue which he insists on calling even though the rest of the world calls a cluedo I love so much that John Doe has notes on a clue. He's <laughs> just like, just, I'm just imagining him just writing on a notepad. It's just, it can't be Professor Plum again. And John Doe has a pretty good guess as to who it is. If he trusts his instincts, he's going to very calmly, he's going to look at lens flare. And while he's looking at lens flare, just start to like grin. And then just uh, void walker. Yes. How was Brazil? Oh, it was nice. Uh, except that the part in which they set is some uh, super police guns on us. Gross. And I had to carry out everything because you know how Soberana is. You know, her whole I don't like to fight thing. Yeah, that's. I respect that though. I mean, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me, but. Well, there's a place for everything, you know? And you will. You know, someone with so many muscles, you will not expect that to just be for show. I think there's a quick cutaway to her and Berserkier doing an arm wrestling contest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and King Ona going, go, 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 while beating two sticks together to the beat of the music. I don't mean to brag, but, uh,. Oh, no, I do mean to brag. I'm not going to lie. We fought an alien fail scion from another fucking part of the universe. Yeah, can you say that you did not really fight him? That uh, it was the American that sent him into the core of the Earth? Yeah, Johnny, what's that guy's name? Uh, Mac 5. Um, and I will say we definitely, I mean, like... I'm not saying we fought him to a standstill, but we definitely did fight him. I shot at him with a gun. I feel like that's a pretty textbook example of fighting something. I'm just saying. I learned I speak Rhodesian. Yeah, you do speak Rhodesian. That's we never we never really circled back on that. That's a very specific language, John. I'm just gonna 
I mean, cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I just like I'm psyched about that. That's yeah. Tough, it's, but. it's like it's like the day I realized I could I understood Morse code. Oh, man, I just realized nobody says that. Nobody says that's dope in the 70s. <laughs> nobody definitely says that's dope about Rhodesia. <laughs> about speaking Rhodesian. Yeah, definitely not. And uh, White Walker kind of. Seriously, are we going to discover that loved apartheid and wearing tiny shorts? Uh, Boyd Walker, if we do, I know you're going to like absolutely make fun of me for it and bully me for it. So even if I do, I'm not telling you. And I just want to say just, hey, uh, I, your fashion choices are, are, are your own. And I'm sure you would look great in tiny shorts. I'm going to go get some more wine. Uh, looks down at uh, his tank top and jeans that he is always wearing some combination of. I don't I don't like the idea of the tiny shorts. And uh, Patrice takes another sip of wine. My friend, you don't have the legs to pull it off. But I have an upper body guy. But yeah, Mac 5, some weird aliens. Uh, well, alien uh, Lord Durax. He could phase through stuff. That was wild. And then Joachim did some wild shit with the spirits and layers. So I don't really understand. I'll get magic. I get science, kind of. But that's only because it made Highwayman explain it all to me. Johnny's just kind of like from the kitchen. You hear They're basically the same thing. Don't tell me that, please. What I'm most worried about that is that apparently it seems that the Americans got hold into cloning facilities. And that was how they got this alien overlord to work for them. That's deeply worrisome. Johnny's walking back with a hilariously small glass of wine. And he walks back up as as that is said. And he's like, you're not wrong. It's a it's something I've been kind of kicking around pretty nonstop since the whole thing. I don't think they're going to have access to those particular cloning facilities. It seems like that relationship is not in the best of sorts now, thanks to our whole little excursion out there. But the fact that they're interested in it is definitely deeply troubling. Yeah, I don't really much like it either. I don't know. Weird, though. Weird guys. Yeah, but you are being quiet about something. What was the deal with the anarchists there? They were fighting the aliens with us. They seemed all right. They just don't agree with idea of government at all. Yeah, they just seemed like, I mean, just regular folks who just wanted to be left alone. You know, I mean, yeah, it seemed like they were just regular folks who wanted to kind of protect their homes. I mean, they just, you know, they're just ranchers wanted to be left in peace. I don't really have any quarrel with, uh, with their particular ideology as long as they're, you know, not actively getting in the way of what we're doing. They're kind of just over there minding their business. They were nice folks. They tried their very best to help us out as much as they could in the face of a force that was far more powerful than they could possibly have imagined. I can't think of a ton of people who would uh, throw themselves against an alien overlord when all they've got is some old equipment, plus uh, Rhodesian mercenaries and one of America's his next top CIA head, FBI, CIA. Which one did Mac 5 want? I believe uh, I believe he was CIA, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, Mac 5 or whatever. Hmm. So who called for us? Someone had to make the call. Oh, uh... It was a, uh, it was a friend of mine. 
Breeze, uh, my friend from Deep Space, or that, that was sending a transmission from Bree or Deep Space. I think we established that they're an espionage operative with like relatively minimal superpowers. Was part of the War on the Moon. I think the relationship we established with that, like Johnny has the Big Brother getting you out of trouble sort of complex around this person. Um, I think that that was what we established. Uh, that was the person who initially contacted Johnny about it. If I'm not, if I'm not incorrect. Not, but that was the warning. That was not the people that called you to interview. So, Lancelot hears to that. Wait, Braze? So, you're saying that uh, there's something nastier happening in outer space? That this invasion force is actually only the tip of the iceberg? That's worrisome. Uh, no, uh, Johnny's forgetting. Because he was very shocked that I knew someone. Which I know you're all colored shocked by that. Still am, just saying. Look, and if we ever go to America, I can introduce you to some cool hippies. But there's a nun out in those parts who I knew. She actually reported it to me. Well, she reported to us. She gave in the call that something was going on, and once we come, we verified it via the tip. We went up there. Hmm. To your point, lens flare. While. I agree with you. It is worrisome. I will caution you um, sort of one direction. There's always uh, something nastier going on somewhere in space. If you worry about it too much, it will drive you nuts. Just kind of a sort of a heads up that I've learned from spending a little too much time out in space. Right. We have enough problems here as it is. Damn right. And uh, Voidwalker raises a finger. Wait, but... The anarchists were in the way of the government. They were the ones causing the problems. Oh, the problem was that the anarchists were fighting off. Uh, Lord Durax really wanted to move in and lay claim to that whole region to repopulate, rebuild, like, you know, it matched his home world. And the anarchists had started, I mean, the anarchists had been fighting government forces there for a little bit, but then they really turned their attention to Durax. Ludo, I have a, qu a clarifying question. Were the anarchists actively fighting the government the whole time, or were they fight, or were were we to understand that this whole thing with Aliko was somehow in collaboration with the government? That's the thing. They were fighting Aliko. They are trying to reclaim the water and land occupied by Aliko. But uh, the question is, well, the government was not fighting that, so fighting that would go against the strategy of the government? Because it should be the government fighting it, right? Well, government should do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's at least, you know, that will probably be the argument that uh, your friends back at the government will say. It was a complicated situation in regards to the anarchists. Yeah, I mean, they're their home and all of their resources were being grabbed up by a Dutch American oil conglomerate. So uh, that's fighting the government. Then maybe we need to have a talk with the government. You understand? And uh, you kind of see a bit of nervous shuffling from Patrice. And uh, he waits until the, the music is a bit louder. And he says, well, you know very well that we cybernetics don't have many friends in the government right now. I am unfortunately uh, all too aware of that fact. I, I do want to be clear. Any nervousness that, that 
that previous statement caused in the others in the room is probably a little bit intentional for Johnny. That's just one of those moments of him quietly kind of putting his foot down on a principle uh, because it is kind of inherent to him that, you know, it like he cares about the everyday person more so than government machinations, even if the government claims that they are for a good thing. So even though he's here and believes in this cause, he definitely is still distrustful of the government as it stands. Yeah, and uh, Kenyonia stops shearing Berserk here and Soberano for a second and sneaks behind uh, Highwayman and uh, pours down the bottle of green wine, refilling his glass, his tiny glass. And she looks at him raising the tip of her florally hat. Well, you should be especially careful because from my understanding is that you are here on a grant from the government, right? You will probably be the one easiest for them to kick out of Chile. I don't know if he says anything from that. Yeah, I think if he says anything, he meets Kenyona's gaze and uh, raises an eyebrow, looks down at the wine glass, I think just takes a slug, and he's like, Marissa, that's a very interesting point, and uh, I will certainly take that under consideration. He takes a sip, and he says, did you uh, did you bring this one? This is really, this is truly some very nice stuff. Yeah, it's from back home. Things were not going very well on the United Kingdom, so... Instead of wasting time there with the negotiations with uh, the European Economic Union and whatever their plans they have for the pseudo-government of England, I took a trip back home and got a few bottles on the way. Well, much appreciated. It's lovely vintage. And I I mean, I will say, uh, very on board with everything you just said about the UK. It's a, it's a, just, I, I'm just saying, you're speaking my language on that one. So it's like, I get you. <laughs> You have no idea. Things are pretty difficult, the ongoing revolutionary process, but the UK is, it's a hellscape. I hope you don't have to go there anytime soon. I hope that as well. I will say I am from America, so, you know, I've got some idea. Yeah. It's super clear that that topic, the idea of, of the government being against System 4 and especially of the fact that someone could be made to leave, makes John Doe really uncomfortable. And so on a desperate chance to make sure that nobody talks about it again, he's just going to very slyly look at Voidwalker and be like, so uh, Voidwalker, when's going to be the next campaign of Tunnels and Trolls? And uh, Voidwalker no-sells it. Perfect, safe. Oh, tunnels and tunnels and trolls. We we have not been playing that. Uh, you were right. You know, it's not it's not fun. It's not the fun again. You have not been playing it. Really? What? What? So you guys have been playing something? Hey, Ludo. Yeah. Would I be aware of when tunnels and trolls night was? Yeah. So you will be aware that they at least a few months ago they were talking about starting a campaign of mercenary spies and private ties and uh, you know that they invited you even if you said no at the time you know that that was happening okay at least there was discussion of that happening yeah uh, Johnny definitely chimes in he says no no yeah y'all are playing uh, what's it called um, it's the other one it's not uh, it's not tunnel sorry I'm not really familiar with most of this kind of stuff mercenaries spies and mercenaries spies and detectives or something private eyes 
That's the one. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you were saying something about that, weren't you? What's that like? Is that this? I'm not really so much for the tunnels and trolls types. Uh, you know, this seems a little more my speed vis a vis fiction. Yeah, and uh, Void Walker keeps, she keeps her board face. She stretches her Columbo shirt. Oh, well, you know how it is with role players. They always talk about all the games that they want to play and then they never had the opportunity to play. Ouch. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. S- same. Same. Job doubt. Huh, really? Because, um, first of all, it's Colonel Mustard with the candlestick in the library. But I heard from someone that you'd started playing Mercenary Spies and Five Eyes without me. Bren, would you say Bezerkir enjoys a wager? Sure. Yeah. Is Bezerkir playing Cluedo? No, they're probably at this point. Oh, would they have kegs here? Uh, well, if you get them, yes, it's your home. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would have 100% gotten at least one keg of cider. <laughs> yeah, I think that will be high on your priorities. Yeah, I think Subrana, she's chugging away at a keg, like a full keg. And we're just cheering her on at this point. And then at the very end of the finish, she just kind of smashes it on her forehead, just like it was a small can. And he walks up to Bezerkir and just sort of in a mildly disgruntled way, hands them yeah, um, a uh, probably like a like a whatever the equivalent of like a $50 bill would be. And <laughs> that's a lot of money back then. <laughs> well, a $50 bill will be the equivalent of a $50 bill. I don't know what the currency is. Do they use dollars in Chile? No. Okay. But uh, they would prefer dollars for sure, because, you know, embargo. So getting dollars is actually really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I just walked up and hands him a $50 bill. And he goes, God damn it, he figured it out. All right, you win. <laughs> Dundo is not as dumb as he appears. Oh, no, he's not dumb. I just kind of I figured I just sort of I thought there might be a mystery. Never mind. It's like, you know, he's 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 a good guesser. I was just kind of hoping that somebody else would get to him for him. Yeah. And uh, so Brandon and Kenyon are now around the clay table, crossed arm, uh, excited to see the reaction. And uh, Void Walker is looking at Patrice. Hmm, I wonder how he found out. Well, I do. Ha- I, you. Just because I can't, I don't know who the third president of the United States is doesn't mean I don't have super intuition. John, we've been over this so many. It's Jefferson. Oh, I hate that guy. All right. Yeah, he's terrible. Look, I start listing off like these days you all come in a little tired, but also you have eraser rub marks all over your, you know, all over your hands. Normally that'd be one thing, but I also know you specifically buy these styles of pencils for use when you're running games. And I went to the local importer to see if I could get a copy for myself. And he happened to mention offhandedly that somebody had gotten a copy, not through him. And the only person who could do that is someone who could somehow mysteriously travel. And that leaves one person. Well, two, but lens flares never bought a book for an RPG in his life. I think I think Johnny walks over. He's like, "All right, all right, man, all right. It's it's okay. Come on." Sorry, sorry. Can I have another cider? And uh, Void Walker passes you a cider and tries to get one for her too. Sorry, kid. 
I keep forgetting that Voidwalker's a kid. <laughs> yeah, and Voidwalker just makes it disappear through a gate, like, well, it was worth trying. And she shrugs. Well, you see, we talk about this. You're a dork, and uh, there is people that are not system four on this game. So, yeah. Are you embarrassed of me? Now that ain't very nice. And uh, she looks down, embarrassed. No, it's it's for your own good. You you don't tend to act very. When you are acting around people that they don't know you, you put yourself on places which they they hurt you. And uh, I don't think most other people understand. You know. And uh, I don't think that's a fun environment to have on a game. I don't, I don't think it's fair for people to think lesser of you because of your amnesia. It does not make me feel comfortable, even if you think that's chill. It's okay, Voidwalker. Thank you. Uh, Ludo, as near as I can tell, is that was that a, was was she being genuine when she said that? Yeah, you know, she calls everyone dorks, except Lens Flare. She was teasing last time about them having no life outside of System 4. But part of it is like, yeah, I know that people are not very understanding of these things. And uh, I really am not comfortable how self-deprecating you are about your amnesia. And uh, at the same time, people are not always accommodating as it should. And maybe they are too queen to join on the joke without really getting it. Voidwalker, it's genuinely okay. Uh, it's something that only people who do have that ability to perceive, I mean, because we're in a room full of people's superpowers, those micro emotions, those quick, careful that you try hard to conceal, uh, in a, a little shaky, just flips open the envelope. Uh, Colonel Mustard, library, wrench. I was wrong. I'm going to go grab a snack real quick. As soon as John walks away, I think Johnny sees that and immediately goes up to Voidwalker and says, hey, I know I kind of I didn't seem that interested before, uh, but if I was looking to get into this kind of thing, how would I go about doing that? Is Tunnels and Trolls a good one to start with? I I, I, uh, I'm just I I kind of I've just been curious lately. That's all. No, it's a pretty bad one. John Doe is right about that. But, you know, it's mindless fun. Uh, I think you should try to get, uh, you know, to get him to to show you the ropes. And, uh, you know, you can join our group and uh, bring John Doe with you. And John Doe can, you know, show you the roles as they are happening. Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, I'll uh, move some stuff around in my schedule. I'd like to I'd like to do that. Yeah. If I show up with... John, do you think that those who are also in the group wouldn't be made uncomfortable or anything? Or should I just sort of plan a separate event? No, 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 it's fine. It's... All right. Um, well, if uh, if they are not uncomfortable, honestly, it says more about them than it says about any of us. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe I should have said something about that before, even if it's pretty uncool. Say something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's like it's 
Uh, yeah, I was like, you're trying to do, you were trying to do something nice. I ain't, I ain't going to fault you for that. Uh, just, you know, it's a kind of a sensitive subject for John. Hell, I know I am a dork as far as you're concerned, but you know, the best thing you can do for John is just be honest with him hard enough for him to trust his own mind. us just kind of as it is. So being something for him to kind of lean on a little bit definitely helps him out. Just a, just a thought. Yeah. But lens flares leans forward. Yeah. But you're just a teen. We were the adults in the room and, uh, we kind of pretty much just assumed, Hey, let's not tell John about this. No one really raises any concerns. It should not have to be you thinking about these things. That's true. It's a great point. It's not really just on you. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, uh, grab some air, maybe grab John, get him out there with me, get another drink or whatever. Let me know about a game night. Yeah, sure. As soon as you get the time, we can do something. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Just want to say in this, uh, incoming game, uh, want to be very clear johnny still could not just does not care about the game at all he will 100 be playing whatever the equivalent of a barbarian is so that he can hit things with a and just be like yeah i hit him but he really wants that for john birds are clear this just happened in front of you and i don't think you have much points of reference so nope so what is birds are kid getting from this i think they get John's feelings were kind of not necessarily hurt, but probably a window opened into their into like how people kind of underestimate him. And I think that's all Berserkier gets. They will join Johnny and John outside. You see, you've all made the critical mistake in assuming that John Doe is a when I'm really upset, go outside type of dude. John Doe isn't. John Doe is the much sadder when he went to go get something, when he went to go step away from it, he locked himself in the bathroom and is silent crying, looking in the mirror for a second. Oh. I, yeah, I mean, like, even if it is like, it's, Johnny would come uh, knock on the door and uh, be like, uh, hey man, um, I uh, just grabbed uh I don't, he like lowers his voice and he's like, don't tell anybody. I've got like a flask of something like actually pretty nice in my, uh, in my coat here. You want to uh, pop out for a drink real quick? I could use a smoke. I'll probably come out in a minute, Johnny. All right, bud. Uh, well, uh, me and, uh, Bezik here are going to be out on the, uh, out on the, out on the porch. If you wouldn't mind joining us. I have a porch. Yeah. That's what this, that's what this, well, it's a, it's a balcony. Come out. Oh, okay. It's like, this is a lot fancier than I thought I got. It's a very small balcony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine this balcony. <laughs> and seriously, this is the seventies. You're going outside to smoke. I'm. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a thousand percent an excuse. Johnny barely smokes. Um, he like has cigars sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think he brought. He probably brought some cigars. Honestly, I don't think he would have brought like an entire case, but he definitely would have brought one to offer to Bezerkir. I have no idea if that's something Bezerkir would like at all. But he would have absolutely brought one to offer and for and for john obviously uh they would take it not knowing exactly what it is they would you'd probably have to show them how how to do it properly would they get sick from smoking a cigar if they've never had nicotine before come on they for sure had much worse and heavier stuff yeah that's okay fair yeah 100 percent fair so yeah 
it would be one of those things where Johnny would go through the whole process of just like he like pulls out a whole cigar. He clips the end like, you know, pulls out like a match and just like and lights it slowly, does the puffs like just really like does all that goes through the whole process, like step by step with Bezerk here. And uh, he has another cigar ready for if John joins them and wants it. And real, this an appropriate time to pop out, uh, just pop out of the RP and just ask, ask Brad, the player, Brad, the player, some questions. Oh, I'm good. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, my, my question is for, for, I've been thinking about this kind of throughout because I, because I haven't had the chance uh, to play this character and interact with y'all uh, in a social setting in a minute. We've kind of covered the fact that Johnny doesn't have like a ton of friends. He has, you know, work colleagues and he has like Enrique and maybe a few, you know, random like friendly acquaintances at like small, like, you know, like food stalls and and small shops and stuff out near where he lives. It's kind of dawned on me at this point that probably like one of the only people that Johnny implicitly trusts is John Doe. Does that seem good to you, Brad? I feel like, I mean... Absolutely. Like, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Like, yeah, I mean, like, so uh, we haven't gotten into this and I do have some backstory kind of what we can talk about at, at a different time. Johnny hasn't really had a lot of close friends in most of his life. He had a best friend growing up whose mother basically raised him. So he has a very limited number of friends. I think at this point, uh, because that best friend did end up passing away for very tragic reasons. We'll get to it sometime. I think it's safe to say, like, you know, he gives John a lot of a lot of crap or whatever, but John Doe is almost certainly Johnny's best friend. Is that OK, Brad? I don't want to make that choice. for. Oh, no, I absolutely love that. Like so, like literally any time if he sees John Doe get his feelings hurt, he is immediately just like I mean, he's not like angry about it because he genuinely believes that when Void Walker was kind of trying to make that choice and, and the other people were like, yeah, we're doing the right thing for, for John Doe. He, he thinks that, that they really thought that, but it, it is like he would be just immediately just like so sad to see John Doe get his feelings hurt and just like, just, Hey buddy, come here. Let me give you a hug. It's like, which I don't think, I don't think John, I don't think Johnny hugs basically anybody, but like he just, you know, tries to, will try to reach out and make, John feel that, you know, just a reminder, like, Hey, I'm your friend. I care about you. Just like at, at the earliest possible opportunity. The really depressing part, the reason John does John Doe doesn't mind if people insult him. He's, I mean, we've seen that with Durax. We've seen, literally last with Durax, you know, the quote that I love that just went up the, if you knew better, you would surrender. And if, and are you the defender of this land yet? I don't. And I am John Doe does mind when people insult him. The reason John Doe is so upset is because it's the mixture of Voidwalker was trying to do something that's entirely accurate. John Doe does make a lot of jokes about his amnesia, even though it really haunts him. And it's that frank assessment from a teenager who, sure, you know, they playfully call each She calls everyone who's an adult a dork. But hearing that hurts way more than if she had just been like, no, you can't play the game because you're a fucking rules lawyer. And that lens flare knew and lens flare. And you don't know this when John asked lens flare, lens flare lied to him. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely would not know that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean like, cause like, you know, Johnny was there during the alien fight. Like Johnny was there when, when Durax was insulting John Doe. And I think 100% like he totally understands like that shit, whatever. Like just like, you know, 
enemies talk shit all the time. People like even the people we know talk shit all the time. He knows that this the reason this hurt is because it was like it was actually extremely close to home. And he like I think he spent enough time around John Doe to know where those buttons are. And like he takes that just extremely seriously. Right. And so uh, John spends a minute or two and like just white knuckling without breaking Berserkir's sink. Courteous. Berserkir did just get that sink. Yeah. Staring into the bathroom mirror, silent crying, and then lets go, dries his face, washes it, and walks outside. Joachim, so what you got to do, you can't just fully inhale. You got to do just a really, just a little bit. Uh, just imagine like you're sipping, all right? So you just sip it a little bit. You just sip it, and that's, you just, you know, you got to do that a few times, and he does like a... And uh, yeah, he kind of like finally gets just a nice, like uh, just a perfect cherry right on the end of the, these reasonably nice cigars. It's like, you want to, you want to give it a whirl here? Or? So just slight puffs. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, you know... Better to kind of just, you don't really want to fully inhale it because it, it can be a little intense, but kind of just let it, the smoke just sort of hang out in your mouth, feel the flavor, you know, sort of roll it around and just let it go. And uh, uh, it demonstrates as such. Wow, this has uh, some interesting flavors. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, uh, they're not, I, I should be clear, these are uh, these are pretty bad for you, so you don't want to do it all the time, but, uh, you know, it's a celebration. Do we know that now? Like, I thought... That's actually a great point. Do we know that now? It is the 70s. Yeah. System. I mean, the research was coming out now. So in America, it's definitely being crushed by big tobacco. Yeah. (laughs) So we 100% know it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think this is one of those things that he like, it's the equivalent of like doom scrolling now where he'll just get really deep into just like finding out information, not in a sense that he's going to act on most of it. Just, just like fucking America. God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> so you know he says things like that and he's just like yeah these are these are pretty bad for you so don't do it all the time but uh you know just it's a it's a celebration it's a party so uh i figured i'd try to you know bring you something a little nice i didn't want to bring one for everybody because these are not cheap to get or to get around these parts but uh you know i just uh just wanted to wanted to bring one by in case you're interested oh okay oh hi hi john how are you feeling hey Joachim. hey johnny hey uh you uh you want a cigar uh, sure. Yeah, all right. Passes him a cigar in the uh, the matchbook and just the little cigar cutters. And here's where John Doe shows his lack of rarefied tastes for cigar. He just bites the end off and, and carefully spits it into the nearby trash can. Johnny's just like, oh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, enjoy. They're 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 pretty nice. They're extremely nice. They're fucking. They're they're almost certainly high end Cuban cigars. And well, in that case, Sam, luckily, they're actually probably not the worst to import. Not here. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like there's still an, there's an embargo in Cuba, right? Like us. Yeah. There's an embargo in both of us. Well, the art is more relaxed than Cuba, but yeah, I think it's just difficulty of getting it here more so than anything else, because these are the nice ones. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. John Doe just lights it, starts puffing properly and just. Hey, uh, hey, John, don't tell uh, the rest of the dweebs in there, but uh, seriously, don't bring it up. I've kind of been thinking about since you mentioned it and kind of talked about it and how all of it works. I've kind of been thinking about getting into the whole the games thing. Just like I just don't want to make a thing about it. But like, uh, 
if you want to try it out sometime, I'd, I'd kind of be interested. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if, so I know I'm new at it and I don't know how much you'd have to explain to me and everything. Like I know there's like sort of probably a lot of rules and stuff I have to learn. It might take a little time. I don't want to be a, you know, a hassle about it. You know, if you wouldn't mind showing me sometime, I'd, I'd kind of appreciate it. Johnny, I, I don't mind. I mean, you answer my 10,001 questions about the world, but only do it if you really want to, man. I don't want to make you. I just don't want them to like come talk to me about. I just don't want like it's not at. I don't want to talk to them about it at work or whatever, and just be like, "Oh, my wizard did a, a seventy thousand points of damage, blew up a troll or whatever." Like I, I don't. When I'm at work, I just, I, I just don't want to talk to a teenager about this. I don't have that. Like you know, it's interesting. I'm not saying I have the level of enthusiasm that the children have, but uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, just don't, don't. Just, I just don't want to make it a thing, you know. All right, John. We will make it a thing. Uh, yeah, we can figure out a, a, a date. I kind of briefly uh, asked about sort of when when they're all planning on getting. Don't let them talk to me. I just like it. Uh, is there like a? Can I play like it? Like a? What if I can just be like a guy with like a really cool axe? Can I do that? If we end up playing tunnels and trolls, you can play a barbarian. If we end up playing mercenary spies and private eyes, we'll we'll build you someone who thinks with their fists. Wait, can I be someone? Hey, this is important. Can I be someone who thinks with a gun? Absolutely. I love, you know, you know, I'm, that's sort of my, I'm a fan. I know you're partial to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, hold this. I got to, John Doe pulls out his notebook, tears a page out. I got to go do something. Oh, all right. Are you, uh, you all right? You need a company or whatever? Uh, I just got to give something to Super, to Super Anna. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be here. Cause you always have the light to stick. As a university professor working on communications, you have a top-notch piece of technology called the pager. I was so hoping you were going to say pager. That is connected to your workstation on System 4. And as soon as John Doe is turning around, going back inside, you see the number to call and you recognize, oh, there is an urgent message that got to my workstation. I uh, pull out the pager and without thinking, I show it to Joachim um, and I say, well, that seems important. Uh, what is that thing? Sorry, my fault. So uh, I, I, I forgot myself. My apologies. Uh, no, Johnny just very briefly explains how a pager works and what it is. I think as much as he possibly can to someone who has very little context for it. He says, what it means is that there's a, a important call that's headed to my uh, my workstation back at HQ. You're hosting a party. I might pop over there and sort of go check that out. Maybe swing back by, maybe not. Do you have a phone? Uh, that's the thing that keeps ringing all the time, right? Yes. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, it's in the kitchenette. Okay, fantastic. I'll try to, I'll call you from my workstation at System 4 kind of depending on the information that I get. So if you get a call in about about an hour, hour and a half, it's probably me. Just pick it up and say hello, and we'll go from there. All right. Somebody will get the phone. Hopefully we hear it. Music's getting kind of loud. I think John Doe turned it up. That's That would, yeah, that tracks. And I think Johnny goes inside. Anyone who would see him heading towards the door, he either like he makes a polite excuse or whatever or just like makes jokes about the like just really pulls the like "Ah, I'm old like you know I'm just I'm getting tired. I know it's kind of early but I gotta get home in time to watch the news and go to bed blah blah blah. 
and he yeah makes an excuse goes down uh to the ground floor gets the bike from where he's parked it and heads to system four to go check in at his workstation and what is john doe doing a john doe just quickly quietly focused not drawing attention because he doesn't actually want to embarrass sabrana you just remember because you know john doe wherever she is just hey uh i got this earlier today for you and i forgot about it until a minute ago what is it it's a message from someone that i thought you might want to look at a little discreetly oh oh yeah um hey berserker can i use your phone the ringing thing yeah it's in the kitchenette yeah and uh she hey thanks you thanks for the head up and uh they go directly to the phone and uh, you get the feeling that that is going to be a long conversation. Well, when she does that, if I could see Voidwalker, I carefully pantomime like lady really upset. Subrata broke heart. <laughs> Voidwalker makes the gesture of tying a nose and then uh, grabs her neck and puts her Tongue out. Yeah, uh, so the phone is now busy. I do imagine that just as Johnny's about to leave, he sees Subarata like... (laughs) Yeah, on the phone. Yeah. Just digging, digging a grave deeper as she's talking to her. Absolutely saying all the wrong things. Here's what I will say. Almost certainly does not. Johnny does not see that at all. Just like literally just misses the whole the fact that she's getting on the phone entirely. (laughs) And then just at whatever point he does end up calling, he's just going to be hit like getting that fucking busy tone, just being like, God damn it. And just like dialing repeatedly because he's not the type like because no, why would he get back on his bike and just ride back over there? That would be crazy. So instead, he's just going to call the number over and over and over and over until someone picks up. But we'll get to that when we get to it. So we get to system four and you're riding on the elevator. So everyone's workstation is tuned so that uh, it sends them any updates that the system is getting about three to five topics, which interested for the individual members of system four. So what are the three to five topics which currently Highwayman is getting updates on. After the events of our last little excursion, I think now remind me, we didn't, it's been a minute and I I haven't listened to the most recent episode or episodes of our show. We did not like kill Durax at all. Like Durax was basically just like thrown back into space. Right. Isn't that kind of what happened? Opposite direction. Uh, Sorry. Say again. They were sent the opposite direction. Oh, right. To the center of the earth. Yeah, I think the stuff that Johnny's monitoring right now, he's um, kind of got instruments that are scanning for any information regarding, I guess, the Durax forces that might still be out there. Um, He's always interested in any sort of deep space anomalies that maybe popping up that just seem unusual and need to be need to be monitored for any form of like, is this something that is just a weird space thing that's happening or is some form of alien life like causing this or whatever? He is always keeping tabs completely separately on veterans of the moon war, like in the sense that they are 
effectively his rogues gallery. So like there are some people he's keeping tabs on because he and we haven't really gotten to this kind of thing yet, but absolutely hates their fucking guts and wants them dead. I think other than that, he's trying to kind of like he always has at least like a sort of finger on the pulse as far as the the two superpowers in the world and kind of trying to kind of know what they might be getting up to as far as long term plans, because it's that it's that tactician in him where he's just like, I just need to know if there's going to be not a point where we need to intervene so much as just an opportunity to intervene and slow down whatever they're doing, because we probably need to intervene. Those would be the big things, I think. If I'm missing anything that someone needs to suggest, uh, please feel free. You enter the command center and the lights light up on the room and uh, you open up your updates and you see that uh, there was a small shuttlecraft that uh, was filled with uh, Durax soldiers that was fought off by the Argentinian Revolutionary Forces and that they managed to force one of the larger crafts to crash. And the thing that Pinga did is that an enemy of yours that you fought before has seized that fallen spaceship and its technology. And uh, what happened the last time that you fought Greater Purpose, a cetacean bully that uses alien technology and a mech suit to basically be a major bully. I think the last time... Shoot me that name one more time. What was the name of this person? Greater Purpose. Greater Purpose. Uh, Do I know their their civilian name? Uh, You do. Uh, Their civilian name is Philippe Passado. Now, is this someone who would have served... Uh, for for either America or for the USSR in the Moon War? Uh, neither of them. Uh, they are Argentinian. Okay. They, however, they they are a Latino space purpose, and they grew up in an orbital station before they were Argentinian. Almost certainly then, um, it was still part of his deployment to the moon. <sighs> I mean, the last time that he fought this person, like, if you boil it down to... This person takes the opportunity, well, this porpoise or dolphin or whatever, it just takes every opportunity to be a bully. That is like the most fundamental shit that Johnny absolutely hates. I guess we are arguing the personhood of a space porpoise. Thank you, Brad. That's a great that's that's a great point. Uh, I mean, if they if if they if they have a max suit and agency, I have to assume they qualify as a as a sapient person. Dolphinhood aside. Yeah, the last time that we fought was probably in, it was during Johnny's deployment as part of the Moon War and left a pretty bad taste in his mouth. Johnny doesn't like bullies in any form, be they a large imperialist powers or just everyday folks, everyday, everyday dickheads. So I imagine he saw quite a few people get pretty well rocked by this corpus. And I think he probably got pretty well beaten up himself, but I think if it was a moon war type thing and he is the tactician, his whole deal would have been, I'm going to try and make this space station non-functional outside of just leaving like basic life support intact. The rest will be, I'm I'm going to set you adrift basically and like have it. So people have to come get you and that, you know, you are basically useless and, and sort of trapped out here. So that would kind of been his 
resolution to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he probably got pretty well roughed up. He probably lost a couple uh, fellow soldiers, whether they were friends or not, is a different story. But, you know, still watch this porpoise kill some folks. And yeah, that was a very rambling answer to your question. I apologize about that. Yeah. And uh, how are you feeling now that apparently they got their hands into Durag's technology? Not great. Pretty bad. Doesn't seem good. Doesn't seem like someone like that should have powerful alien technology that, as far as we understand, was intended in some way to destroy part of the planet, if not most of the planet. I doubt very much that this porpoise is planning on destroying the planet Earth, uh, but it doesn't seem impossible that they could want that, just sort of depending on what their current deal is. Not somebody that Johnny would be keeping tabs on, I think, at this point. So, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty concerned. Uh, definitely just like, well, this is now something I need to prioritize heavily. Yeah, and uh, as you're reading that, you'll see another message incoming. And uh, suddenly, all the monitors explode in light and the sound system starts playing. And you see depictions of... Uh, the familiar nuclear mushroom in every monitor as music blasts and the symbol of the fourth Trotskyist International shows up coming like a bad PowerPoint and you can hear the laughing of cetaceans as the, the image turns and you can see the scarred face of a purpose and the system blasts Tremble, pitiful land mammals, for you are going to be cleansed by nuclear fire as demanded by the great possidist destiny that awaits us. We'll find together greater purpose. Can I assume this porpoise can see me? Are there cameras in here? No. Yeah, I didn't think there would be. Uh, can they hear me I, they're probably not microphones either why would there be no yeah i think johnny's sitting at his station and as soon as he hears the pun he's like you gotta be fucking kidding me is there anything any sort of like i'm not i like i, I got i guess no because john like i was about to try to ask about a thing and there's no there's no way in in hell that johnny is like a hacker so absolutely not i mean i'm not your communications professor well that's true yeah, though, that's a good point. Okay, so yeah, I think if he can, he's going to want to try and track the specific location of this broadcast uh, from here if he can. Yeah, I think he's going to try and do that if that's possible. Yeah, I'm going to say you are doing it and at the moment you figure out it. it's coming from somewhere on, on Argentina, but that is a lot. So you need to get time to to track this out and as the music dies out you hear a very tired voice hey this is philip i heard about news last time and i'm not feeling great about that i i would like to call you on system 4 to check on me at some point see if everything is okay I and it goes out. 
the recording ends. Out of character, this is Philip is the person that we talked about who's going through just like some some difficult stuff emotionally. Yes, I feel like this is the purpose. Philip is the porpoise. Huh. I'm sorry to interrupt a scene I'm not in, but I need to vocalize this. I think to help us all. Is the porpoise going to nuke the fucking the world because it's depressed? Maybe. He's definitely calling you because he's depressed. (sighs) That was in character. Johnny does that thing where he kind of, you know, he pinches the bridge of his nose and then like and then it kind of spreads over his eyeballs and then to his temples and says to himself, I'm about to go fucking ruin a party. And then he instead of calling like he planned on grabs any notes that he's taken on this whole thing, any information that he has written down, stuffs it in the pocket of his trench coat and goes downstairs, get up, or gets on his bike and as absolutely fast as he can. Uh, hauls ass to Bezirkir's apartment. So how about we see how that trekking went? So it's rolls, what are you talking about? This is a game. Um I mean hmm. Mm. I guess lightning calculation calculator would help on this. As you are grabbing your notes, you find out where where Philip is and uh, you figure that uh, from the analysis, uh, you learn that he is somewhere in Pentagonia. And uh, more precise, you find out that uh, by the strange echoes, you realize that their base is underwater. So probably their base is in some lake in Pentagonia on the Argentinian side. That makes sense. That's definitely, yeah. It's a purpose. of a monitor as a figure that was spying on your line waiting for you to trigger your tracking stuff reveals itself. So what is the veteran from the US or OSSR that was involved in the Moon Wars that was tapping on your lines and now knows that you're going to Argentina? Man. Veteran from the Moon War is uh, Alexi Devine. A superpower is that they can duplicate themselves in such a way, like basically, like duplicate themselves, but it is controlled by a hive mind. Uh, and also has basically can produce just a hard light war hammer uh, that they fight with. Matryoshka. Yep. Great. Excellent. Uh, Alexei Devine, aka Matryoshka. Um, what side did they fight for? Uh, they were for the USSR. I've got about them is that it says they are a super soldier, but they are, it says basically in peak human condition, but not super powered on that front. Um, but has some limited psychic abilities due to a cybernetic brain implant and can duplicate themselves. And that's why they can kind of do the hive mind thing because of that implant. And yeah, basically they basically can like produce hard light, like psych or psychic duplicates and projections. And that's how, that's how they 
create their their duplicates and use their their warhammer. Yeah, and uh, we see them duplicating themselves, and one of the duplicates keeps following you on the monitor. The other calls a phone. Yes, Border Gore. I'm calling in my favor. Yes, Argentine. Mm-hmm. Across the Chilean border. Yeah. Thank you. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettle and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.